Well, welcome back to the show. You're listening to On Point. My name is David Peck. We have a guest with us now to chat a little bit more about some, I'm going to say some financial implications. Yesterday, if you were listening, I, I brought in, I rang in Aristotle, this idea of the mean, the balance between excess and defect. And it seems to me like we have, oh, I don't know, maybe some excessive spending, bureaucratic spending going on that comes to the tune of about $190 million. Uh, Rabina Ahmed Hawk is here with us to chat. Um, she is a 640 fill-in host and a personal finance expert. Rabina, thanks for joining us on the show tonight. Thanks for having me. So, so what are you thinking about this uh, $190 million in bonuses in 2021, 2022, considering, you know, they're, they're based on, you know, performance, maybe that's a small P, uh, Rubina, uh, performance. And, but, but considering that the, the mess that some of these services are still in, it does make you wonder, um, yeah, uh, how are they, how are they measuring this? And should we be rewarding this kind of, um, I don't know if it's behavior, but this kind of performance. There you go. Yeah, and how do they justify, right? A hundred and how do they million, justify it? Yeah, yeah. under one hundred ninety million dollars in bonuses. Uh, so, and and I think the real number is is that the bonuses are up eleven percent year over year. So it's one thing to say, okay, we're we're paying bonuses out as we always have. It's something that employees depend on. I know a lot of people who work on a, uh, you know, work in a, in a structure where you do get a bonus at the end of the year. It's something that you, you, you rely on for your total compensation. But the fact that they're up 11% year over year in a pandemic year, when we've spent hundreds of millions of dollars, federally, provincially, even municipally, we've spent a lot of money dealing with the effects of COVID-19. Uh, it, it really does beg the question, how is this justified? Now, you could look at it from a point of view that uh, federal employees, like all employees, have had to work extra hard during the pandemic sure. to make yep. things work, working from home, dealing with labor shortages. So that could be part of it. But then it's also paid out to executives, those who are not really on the ground. They're mm, not the ones, right. you know, one of them is one of the ones uh, that were paid out was to Service Canada. So those who are in charge of our uh, passports. It's not like they're the ones dealing with all the irate customers who come in and right, say, right. Uh, you know, where, where's my passport? I put it in five months ago and I haven't heard anything. I, I was lining up here since 3.30 a.m. this morning. And I mean, these were these were real stories. People were camping out. I mean, we've we've got personal experience with that. Yeah, it's you're right. It's like the the people who didn't have their sleeves rolled up are getting paid the bonuses. And this is how it is in the in the private sector too. I don't want people to misunderstand misunderstand that this doesn't happen across the board. You know, oftentimes when banks give out these big bonuses, the bigger chunk is goes to the executives who are in, you know, the the towers sitting on the 50, 60, 70, 70th floor. It's not the people who are behind the 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 mm. you know, the teller that you go yep. and you say uh, how come you charged me for that check I, it, and it didn't bounce and you charged me anyways and I want it reversed in all those people that you complained to or right, are sure. upset with. <laughs> they're not the ones that are getting the bonuses. Maybe they're getting a small bonus, but the real bonuses are going to the executives, those who are moving the chess pieces to make sure that, uh, you know, that, 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 that everything works most efficiently uh, from a sort of an executive level, looking down, making sure everything is moving along uh, the way that the way that all the stakeholders wanted to. And Rabina, the, uh, I think you were sort of alluding to it earlier, but part of the reason for this is that public service employees can't be paid overtime, right? That's why this system is in place. I don't know all the finer details on that, but isn't that the case? 
Yeah. So it depends on, uh, not all public service employees would fall under that. Um, right. In many, in many cases, when you are, so when you are hired at, at an executive level, you are given a, a base salary with a bonus attached to it. That's the way that your, your total compensation is packaged. And so it's, it depends on, uh, you know, I'm not someone who's ever been able to award salaries to executives or bonuses <laughs> right, to executives, right. but it would be based on, you know, you meeting certain uh, goalposts, you meeting certain sure. targets. And and if you've met those, they often don't. And this is the thing that really, you know, gets the regular people upset and for obvious reasons is that in, on paper, they might have looked very successful. Yes, I met that target. I did what I was supposed to do. I deserve that bonus. But on the ground level, the services were, were distributed in a terrible way way and nobody was happy about it employees are burnt out and so that's you know so sometimes there's a disconnect between there's, you know showing it on paper like look i've got yeah. my project ready and to what actually happened well and and you know and i want to say that you know for all the bad press that the passport office did get we we were treated really well ultimately it took some time there was no question uh but super polite super helpful but ultimately just so backlogged uh and, and it was yeah people 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 were you know camping out and uh yeah i, I think somebody said somewhere uh, one of the articles i read uh, when you're missing your targets over 50 percent of the time so if that number is accurate it's yeah why why are we rewarding this kind of behavior you know just to switch gears a little bit a new survey conducted by a consulting firm eckler limited says that um uh, could be could be seeing it's good news for Canadians really we could be seeing a uh, an increase one of the best increases highest ones in, in about 20 years uh, the survey anticipates for 4.2 percent increase now of course again this won't be you know across the board but people are feeling underpaid we've got inflation people are looking at changing jobs there's there's job retentions what what are your thoughts do you think it's going to going to help with employee retention? And do you think it's going to have a negative or a positive impact on the economy? Big, big questions for a few minutes. Yeah, yeah. Um, so I think uh, a lot of companies are going to be forced to, uh, to give them their, their um, employees a pay hike or risk losing them. We're already seeing it happen. Mm. So the best way to get a job, uh, to get a salary bump is to change jobs, right? Uh, 17% is the average wage hike you get when you change jobs. If you've got those skills that are in demand. And right now it feels like every right? skill is in demand. I didn't 17%. know that. 17%. Even if, you, wow. even if you look back on your own, you know, this is something sure. I tell yep. people all the time. Just look back on your own career. Yep. When you have Makes changed sense. jobs, it has usually been a pretty nice bump. All of a sudden you're making, you know, a, a, quite a bit more than you were in the last job. Um, and especially when you first start in your career, because that's when the real big jumps happen. And then you sort of, you know, kind of top out at some point where you don't go any higher in your career. But that first 10, 15, 20 years of a person's career, you can, there's a lot of growth uh, potential there for, for an employee. And because of the labor shortage, companies are desperate to hang on to talented workers. Uh, and they are doing everything they can, they can to make them happy. And that could mean, mm. you know, eating into their profits and saying, okay, we will pay you more to stay, or we'll give you a retention bonus. And a retention bonus works where they say, okay, we're going to give you X amount of money, but you have to stay for two years to get it. Right, Things like that. Right. So, but you know, inflation's ticking at 7%. So it's still that four and whatever percent that they're saying is not, uh, is not even close to that. And in fact, StatsCan a couple of months ago was saying wages annually are actually up over 5%. So even though maybe this may be the number for next year, wages are already coming up quite dramatically compared to what we saw for, for the last decade. 
Yeah, and do you think neg- negative effects on the economy long term? Is this a longer ball, a shorter ball? What are, what's your sense there? I mean, a lot of people will argue that if you pump more money into people's pockets, then that hurts inflation because they go out there and they spend it, and then that you know that puts more money into the economy. If the money is going towards uh, those who work in the middle, like the middle income or lower income, I think it's actually a great uh, boom for mm. the economy because mm. people who our lower income, for example, if they're living in a one bedroom apartment, if they make more money, they go and rent a two bedroom apartment. Or if you're taking public transit and you start making more money, you go and buy a car. It's not like um, they're going and buying, you know, all this stuff up that's going to hurt inflation. It actually improves people's quality of life. The concern really is, is that are you rewarding? And this is like what we just talked about. Those who are already, you know, doing quite well, those who already have deep pockets and, and high salaries, because um, if you give them money, then they go and they buy, you know, more investments. They go put it in the stock market. And that that's not necessarily, I mean, it, it helps the economy in the sense that those companies, you know, that you buy stocks and benefit, but you, it doesn't really have a real impact on small business or- A little, little more macro than micro, right? 100%, yeah. So yeah, giving yeah. money to people who have little is actually better for the economy than worse. Rubina. Rubina, thanks so much for for the insight and the perspective. Really appreciate it. Chatting about a couple of pretty big issues. Rubina Ahmed Haq, a 640 fill-in host and personal finance expert here with us tonight. Thanks so much, Rubina, for spending some time with us on the show. Thanks for having me. You're listening to On Point, and my name is David Peck.